And we are on. Hello and welcome to Sports Unhinged. I am Mo and I'm joined by Yujita and Coach. And boy, am I looking forward to this episode. How about my Carolina Dallas. Oh, okay. Here we are. This is a team that fired their head coach. Oh, wait. No. Got rid of their starting quarterback. Traded their best offensive. Traded their best offensive player. And here we are. Talking about the possibility of reaching the playoffs, coach. You are right. No, they cut Baker Mayfield. They didn't. Trade. No, co- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. coach said something last week. Let's go back to that. Player. Huh? Coach said something. Coach said yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, last coach. Week. I think I, I have this. a quote from you last week. You said that I don't know why Carolina won't run the ball. I don't think they'll run the ball this time. I'm taking Detroit and the under. How wrong were you, coach? What did you think of the game last week? Well, I was on the right track saying I don't know why they don't run the ball because their offensive line is geared to run the ball. They've got a two-headed monster in um, their running back core. Dante Freeman, Chuba Hubbard, yeah. They finally made a decision. I was reading an article, I think it was Peter King, who who interviewed the coach after the win, and he said, listen, we're not sexy. Our job, as I told the offensive coordinator, Mr. McAdoo, listen, let's do what we do best, line up, run the ball. We lose, we lose. Otherwise, we win. And man, oh man, was I wrong. I have no problem admitting I was wrong, but I was on the right track. And good for Carolina. No kidding. Say you were wrong. 240 rushing yards in the first half alone, 320 (laughs) yards in total. Uh, I think it was an all-around amazing performance. They went back to the formula. I did say it last week. Get back to the running game and, you know, you'll get in. And now they're up against Tampa Bay, who barely beats the worst defense in the NFL and the Arizona Cardinals in overtime. Um, Coach, as we look forward to the game, uh, this is the summit. This is it, you know? I mean, what better way for Carolina to turn a season like that around and go up against the GOAT to try and get into the playoffs? Uh, How how do you see this? I think uh, Tampa opened at minus five and a half favorites for this game. Yeah, it's dropped all the way down to four and a half. Um, I, I can I can feel you drinking the Kool-Aid. I can feel you oozing Carolina. Have, you have to football. enjoy these moments, right? I mean, it, they don't come around very often. <laughs> I find it interesting, the GOAT, as we call him, Mr. Brady, he yeah. said at the in his press conference, listen, we're not playing great, we're not playing well, but what can you ask for? We have a season ending for the championship to get into the playoffs next week, which is against your Carolina Panthers this week. Um, We'll see. First of all, Tampa can't stop the run either, right? They got no Um, Vita Vita Veas out, so that's the only hope. I can't wait for them to just line up six across, a tight end in the slot, and off we go and let's see. Um, What I hope Carolina does is is at least get out to two scores, Yeah, because if you get it close at the end and you get it to almost overtime with two, three, four, five minutes, I don't think you want that because the guy does what he does and he does it well. He did it against Arizona. He did it the week before that. So they did it with the Saints. Oh, yeah. So at the end of the day, I want Carolina to win. Um, I, I do like it. I do like I like Steve Wilkes. The more I read about him, the more his players say about him. He's not flashy. He's very calm. If you watch a few of his um, press conferences after games, he's yeah. very matter of fact. He's not 
Um, he's not even Bill Belichickish, like he's not off-putting, but he's not um, other things, right? So flashy and doing the things. He's just very. I know my team. I know where we're, what we do well, and we're going to keep doing that well. So I'm a big fan of his. I'm I'm growing to like him. And then in in retrospect, go Carolina. Off we go, Carolina. Keep pounding. Now, uh, yeah. Week week seven, we beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers twenty-one to three. What would you do in this case? Do do we go for the running game? They know we're coming with the run, or do we try to change our identity and throw the ball? Because that's what I'm really worried about. That if, if if the coach says, now they know the blueprint, they know that we're coming at you, we're going to run the ball, so let's start throwing the ball. And we forget that Tampa Bay has the third or fourth best secondary in the NFL in terms of points allowed. And Sam Darnold is not exactly, you know, the best thrower of the uh, of the ball. So what do you think we should do? We, You know we're coming at you. That's We'll see who wins on the, on the, on the ground. Look, it's interesting that you, you brought that up. I mean, you and I watched it. We held hands and watched this game against uh, Detroit the other night. Yeah, we <laughs> I don't did. know about the holding hands part, and, but yeah, we watched it together. <laughs> <laughs> don't deny. Don't deny what's right. Uh, listen. Yeah, I mean, do you remember that at one point we saw that three wide receiver set and we kind of got blindsided ourselves with that? Yes. So, you know, and I, I went and looked at the highlights of this game again. It, this run game, as much as yards they picked up, it wasn't about domination of the line. They actually had really good design runs, and Sam Darnold had RPOs, play actions, and he was doing right. all that kind of stuff. So when you say, is Tampa going to be ready for that and then try to stop the run? I don't think it makes a difference. Yeah. I think you guys are, you know, you're in the zone where it comes to those run game designs, and I don't think it makes a difference. Plus, you have your defense, which is definitely going to put so much pressure on, on Tom Brady. He doesn't like that pressure. They're going to rush him all over the place. So I do not think you have to change the game structure or form in any way. In any way. On the I ball, agree. Get the defense. You're going to get it done. Now, Coach, watching the uh, Tampa Bay-Arizona game. Now, Tampa Bay have the worst defense in the NFL, right? And uh, I mean, Arizona, sorry. Arizona had the, have the worst defense in the NFL. And Tampa Bay really, really struggled against them. It was a last kind of game-tying drive uh, for Tom Brady, and then they took it to overtime and they managed managed to win it there. Um, usually we are seeing that Tampa, their defense is what keeps them in the game long enough for Tom Brady to be able to have that one play and just edge out to win. Um, is, is, is it, how do you see this game turning out? Like, I know it's not one of our pick six games, but give us your, your prediction in terms of, is it going to be a... A, a, a big win for Carolina? Is it going to be a close game? Is it going to come down to a field goal? How do you see it turning out? I find it interesting that um, our esteemed colleague, Mr. Ujitha, said, you know, what? In, in Tampa, there's a lot of aged personnel. Um, and I think he's right. You know, you're in week 17, right? So they've played 16 games now or 15 games now. And that wears on a body that's 35, 36, 37. It wears on a body that's 25, 26, 27, but much more on that roster. I, I did some research. Actually, I didn't, but someone who works for me did. And they're the third oldest roster by starters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In yeah. the NFL. And so Even Evans. wearing, and, and I can see it, and you can see it, and you can watch it, even against um, 
Arizona, where I, I don't think Arizona's very good. They don't have their starting quarterback. They, they were missing three of their five offensive linemen. They were missing two of their four starters in the secondary, and they were still struggling. Now, they found a way to win. So we'll we'll talk about this, I think, in a second. But I don't think you just I don't think you want that at the end of the game. You don't want to give that opportunity. Do I see a blowout? No. Right. I see a grinded out running the football time um, time of possession. Yeah. However, I can very much see. And I hope because it's so demoral and I've been on the receiving end of this, by the way, back in my days as a coach, it's so demoralizing. And I was the defensive coordinator when a team just says, listen, you've seen four films of us. We're just going to line it up. This is what we're going to do. And if you stop it, good for you, but you can't. And we know you can't. And you know you can't. And we know you know you can't. And we couldn't. And by going in at halftime, I'm just, I don't, I can't even describe how I felt crawling out of the press box because I was always in the press box crawling down. And even Coach Baker would say, Coach B, okay. And I'm like, no. It's just so demoralizing, and I think that's what Carolina can – they did it to Detroit. Yes. I think that's what you'll see. I don't know if it will be high scoring. I don't know if it will be an overtight game, um, but I can see it, um, Tampa just being, oh, and you watch them walk in at halftime, and their shoulders are down and their heads are down, and they need a deep breath. Um, I hope that's what happens. I really do. I really do. And speaking of aging personnel, uh, we signed Josh Norman back to the to the team because what? we lost we lost JC Horn. His coffee shop. He's like the coffee king. <laughs> and, and, and and he's like, yeah, I was working as a barista in a coffee shop, and uh, yeah. you guys pulled me out of there. So uh, because we lost JC Horn for uh, I think for the season uh, with yeah, an uh, elbow, I think yeah. elbow or wrist injury. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so That's he's he's out now. Now, coach. We, we, we've covered this topic in the last couple of weeks, right? Who Whoever wins the South ends. And by the way, here's an, an unbelievable statistic. We're in week 17 of the season and no one in the South, AFC or NFC, has a winning record. Can you believe that? I mean, it's, it's, yes. it's unbelievable. You can. So, you can. <laughs> really bad teams all around. But what I was what I was saying is that we covered the topic of who plays the Cowboys, right? The winner of the South ends up playing the Cowboys. Um and yes, Tampa have the record against the Cowboys in in the playoffs, etc. But seeing what you saw last week, does that change how you look at it? Do the Cowboys prefer to play Tampa than than, than the Panthers? We kind of almost definitely at this. <laughs> and even if 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 you watch a little bit of last night's game, even without Derrick Henry, they still struggled to stop the run last night. Yes. Now, not so much in the in the third end of third, beginning fourth quarter. Um, but that first half, they were really struggling against the run. So I think they want no part of a solid running game coming in with momentum into the playoffs. I think they'll take their chances against Tom Brady. Um, what, what do we call it? Aged personnel. Um, yeah. I, I think they would much prefer to play Tampa. I think as the five seed, and they're a good five seed, don't get me wrong. I think they want no part of the mighty mo or momentum coming into the playoffs with a team that can run the ball and demoralize you up front. Um, with that being said, I think they would very much like to play Tampa because 
they recognize, listen, up front, we can't stop the run. We know we have some injuries in the in the back end. We don't want the opportunity to have to stop the run. The screen game has been very yeah. good also. So, yeah, I think they want all of Tampa and none of Carolina. None of Carolina. All right, let's switch topics. Hold um, on. Hold yeah. on. I can't believe I'm saying that in week 17. They don't want any part of Carolina. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Tables God, have turned. Off we go. You can see the turned. Carolina colors have come back. You know, like I'm drinking the Kool Aid, baby. Give me Raise the banner. Raise the banner. We'll but hey, be watching. That's for sure. Listen, this is where it could go wrong for Carolina. Not getting I know. too overwhelmed oh, by the situation. Negative yeah. Nancy. Here she comes. Yeah, yeah. I'm Nancy all all way. Uh, yeah, you don't want to get too overwhelmed. You don't want to be a go all the way, try to beat Tampa, get the first uh, you know division win, and then go to the playoffs. Yeah, you don't want to get too crazy. No, because I think we still need to win next week as well against the you Saints. Need to win. Uh, we need to we win need both, to... right? So we need to win throughout. Yeah. Uh, if Arizona managed to beat Tampa, it might have been a different discussion this week, but we saw what happened. All right, now let's uh, uh, transition over to your team, uh, Ujita, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they fell to the Cowboys, uh, 40 to 34 defeat. We did say last week that if they lose to the Cowboys, then Jalen Hurts is the MVP because it shows the value that he brings to the team. They, they were still able to put up 34 points. Um, the question right now is, you know, do you play him? Do you not play him? I mean, looking at Minnesota, they beat the Giants last week. They're at 12 and three. Um, so one game behind you guys. Um, do you play Jalen Hurts? I, I'm guessing he's going to want to play because he doesn't want to hurt his MVP chances. But looking at the big picture, Philadelphia Eagle fan, what do you say? It's a really tough question. It is a really, I've gone back and forth with this. And look, um, looking at last week, without Jalen Hurts, the offense did enough. Gardner Minshew did enough, and it really showed that the offense can still manage. There were some mistakes, some turnovers. But they can still manage even if Jalen Hurts is out for a for a week. So, you know, I mean, it, it's really tough because we we need the one win. We need Minnesota, and I'm actually banking on Minnesota losing to Green Bay this week. I am. Oh, all of a sudden, you guys believe in Green I, Bay? I, I, am. I believe. Oh, in, I believe in guys. the bad Don't man. Don't say you guys. No, I, you guys. I, I believe in the bad man. Listen, Minnesota, worst, what, what top, a change bottom of tune, you guys. I mean, you paid for it in the pick six. We'll talk about that in a bit. But all of a sudden, you believe in the bad man. I, I have to bank on it. I, I do not want Jalen Hurts to play because, uh, you know, we don't want to exasperate that injury going into the playoffs. But I have to bank on it. Minnesota's got bottom five defense. And, you know, Green Bay is really coming on offense. And they're, they're starting to get some rhythm with Christian Watson, Aaron, Rod Aaron Jones. So, yeah, I'm backing on that. But it's a must win Jaylen, for them. I mean, if they win against Minnesota, they're, they're in the playoff yeah. mix all of a sudden. And I, and I really think they have it in because, you know, Minnesota, they haven't got a great run game. The, the only thing is they come back in games. They have Justin Jefferson. So I think Green Bay has got some momentum. Watch out for them coming into the playoffs. I'll tell you that. But listen, I mean, going back to yeah, going back to Jalen Hurts. So, right. you know, I, I, I personally wouldn't want to see him play. But I know there's, you know, there's a lot of Eagles fans who would like to seem like get that one win, get the first seed secured. But I'm more worried on the defense, you know. 40 uh, points against the Cowboys. I mean, that was a lot. Exactly. 
Uh, well, there, I mean, there were several things that happened there. You know, one of the things was they kind of changed up the scheme there. Um, we used to play four-man rush. Now suddenly, because there was an issue with the run defense, they played a lot of five-man fronts. And that hurt them with a guy like Dak Prescott. He yeah. was able to hit CD. He was able to tie. So that's song And a lot of laid-down giveaways. You know, third and fourth down was like 60%. And that that it looks really tough to watch. It's it's tough yeah. to watch that. So Saints not offensively not consistent. So I think the defense can do enough to win that Saints game and have Gardner Minshew just game manage the offense. Uh, just you know just get the pass through, get the run game going, and and win that game. And then you know okay if we win if we lose the Saints game, maybe have Jalen Hurts come and play the Giants game in Week 18. Yeah. You know, so uh, for me, yeah, I like to see Hertz maybe sit out this one because you know we don't we don't want him to go to playoff with him handicapped that right. much. Right. So yeah, Coach. the defense man, Jonathan Gannon, has to bring it. They have to bring it. Coach, do you agree? No. Ah, you say play him. I think if you play him this week, I think him playing, even if he's able to throw the six to 10 yard pass, not the deep throw, right? I think you win the football game and then you get week 18 and the bye week, right? So that gives him that extra time going into the playoffs. There's not as much rust potential. Okay. So again, I'm just thinking from a, not a personal standpoint, this is a coaching point of view. I think you play to win this week. As we say, you play to win the game. Yeah. And I think that, that also accomplishes what Eugene is talking about. It accomplishes that rest, that opportunity to get him healthy. I think they can win the game this week with him at 60%. And I think then that gives you that deep breath of two weeks in a row with the opportunity to get him healthy, get him some break. Now, that's only my point of view as a former coach. Um, if I'm a fan, I, I say, what can I do to win the Super Bowl? Right. If I'm a coach, I say, what can I do to win this week? And then we'll worry about the week after next week. All right. It, it, it doesn't matter because Green Bay is going to beat Minnesota. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, well there I, is no respect for Minnesota ever, anywhere in the world. Is there? Vegas, <laughs> there's no respect. This wonderful podcast with however many viewers we have. Nobody respects Minnesota. We haven't all year, and yet they're 13 and what? 13 and uh, 12 and 3, they I think. Just keep yeah. winning. Just keep yeah. winning. They, f- winning. they keep finding a way, but they that's probably going to stop. All right. Well, to win. 11 and 0 in one score games. 11 and 0 in one score games. That was the difference yeah, so last year, right? They were losing a lot of the close games. So 11 and 0 in. in, in so they fixed one, one thing. Games. Yeah. All right. Now, one team that has not been able to win is the Denver Broncos, who just fired oh, their thank head God. coach. I thought oh, we yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. we were going to talk about we, Houston. We should have a full segment on the Denver Broncos. Well, well, yes. we, we, we'll find a way of bringing Houston into this discussion because Nathaniel Hackett just got uh, hacked or sacked. Um, Ooh, nice. So I well think played. The, the, the first question, Coach, is who do you think was holding who back there in, in, in Denver? Was it Russell Wilson or was it was it the coach? I've read a lot about how they've just so empowered Russell Wilson to be above the team. He has his own office. His own he office, has his yeah. own offensive meetings outside the coaches. That's not team building. 
I don't know if Hackett made those decisions. Knowing a little bit about him and his father, I would say probably not. That decision was made above him. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what had the detriment of the team atmosphere. That's why you see some of the things happening on the sidelines of geared directly to him, not toward the offense in general, but just to him. Um, unfortunately, I like Hackett. I think he's done some pretty solid things in the last three, four, five years in the NFL. Um, I've never been a big fan of Russell Wilson, even though I was all up in drinking the Kool-Aid before in our first podcast when we were making predictions. I right. thought, listen, I think he's got a good place. And my goodness, how 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 predictive was Pete Carroll and yeah. the Seattle Seahawks understanding it's not just this, it's uh, yep. uh, GM think, of the year in Seattle, I say, you know, by, maybe, I mean, the, the value right? that he got out of the, the, the Holy cow. Yeah. So and I don't know. I, I, I would never put that any team member that far above the team in itself, which I think they've done. Um, so I think it might even be equal. Um, I, I applaud Russell Wilson coming out to say, listen, I wish I had played better to yeah. for Paul Hackett. Uh, sorry, for uh, Nathaniel Hackett. But at the same time, I, I, I read a statement about Hackett saying, we've made mistakes. I I have learned so much. So I look forward to my next next coaching head coaching opportunity right. on the mistakes that I won't make again. Listen, at the end of the day, when, when, when you can't throw the rock around the field, you're not going to win very many games. Yeah, yeah. Now, who's, who's next? Uh, Lovie Smith? And this is how I'm bringing Houston into the conversation. <laughs> That's there's the Houston a, take. <laughs> there's a lot of money coming out of that ownership group. A lot of money. Okay. Right? So they are the most wealthy um, ownership group in all of the NFL. Number one. Okay. Um, Sean Payton. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, I can see that happening. He has. He, he said, I want the quarterback. Now, that he there was an article last week where Vic Fangio is going to be his defensive coordinator. Okay. Not sure that's a good fit with him mm. coming back, but mm. um, he can have the pick of the litter. Um, Dan Quinn, I think, was a finalist for that job, the Cowboys defense yeah. coordinator. Yep. Yep. Um, I think he interviewed very well. Patton and he worked together when Patton was an assistant back in the Atlanta days when Quinn was the head coach. So there's that connection. Um, I still think they need, I don't want to say a quarterback whisperer, right. um, but someone that, um, I think we said it last week, someone who can put the quarterback in position to make the plays that he's capable of. Right. Look at what they've done with Baker Mayfield in L.A. Oh, wow. 51 they points, hey? They haven't asked him to do silly, stupid things. They've asked him to do the things that they know he can do. And yeah. look how well he's done, other than a few hiccups, not last week, but the week before. Um, I think that's the people that come into Denver. I have to be honest. I don't know who it will be. I do not think it'll be Lovey Smith. I don't yeah. think he's leaving. All right. Uh, Yujita, who's, who else is on the hot seat for you in terms of head coaches? Oh, definitely Cliff K, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, this guy was in the hot seat before the season started last year. And then, okay, they went on a winning run, 7-0. and 7-0, oh, oh, but ended it with 11-6 and, and six at the end. As exactly. Well. And then blown out in the playoffs. And, and now they're, I think, in the last 18 games, they're 13-5. And, and 
and then now he's had the issue with Kyler Murray uh, yeah. all, all season. So, yeah, it's not looking good for him. They lost, I think they lost to the Broncos, one of the few teams lose to the Broncos. So, and you make the, you know, J.J. Watt, they played, the, uh, he retires. I think we're going to talk about it later. So, if you make J.J. Watt retire, you got to go. Yeah. Right? Uh, so, yeah, Cliff Kingsbury for sure. And I want to say Jeff Saturday. Oh, yeah. Doesn't he... make a contract. Yeah. All no, right. Yeah, I mean, he what is he one and five now that he had that the the one win as soon as he came on and, and that's yeah, been it. Yeah, 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 and that's it, uh, and that's it. Now, yeah. you mentioned JJ Watt, coach. As you reflect on JJ Watt's career, um, do you see him as a first ballot Hall of Famer uh, in a few years' time? Well, when you mention your name with um, other Hall of Famers, right? Um, I think he probably is a first ballot. He was fabulous for our franchise in Houston. The things that he did, he's he and Aaron Donald and that guy from the New York Giants way back in the day who might be the best line, outside linebacker ever, um, they're mentioned in three-time defensive player of the year only once to win okay. it. Right? Yeah. So I think that's important. I also think he's, what, top three in sacks all time, right? So – and he's just a freaking good guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's yep. a team player. He, he says the right things. He does the right things. A he good role model. To, yeah, he, he is. He knows when to keep his mouth shut and play football, and he knows when to speak up and say the right things when he needs to. I mean, even way back when we did Hurricane Katrina in um, Houston, he stepped up with being the leader, multi-million dollar donations, being yeah. the person who's right at the end of the truck, loading water. How do you not get better than that? Right. And, right. and that's using your platform to better people. So um, I think he still has his house in Houston. As I read this week, they're going to retire his wife and kid. They still actually live in Houston. Yeah. Um, he travels back and forth. So what a great young man. I say young man, he's in his thirties. Um, so I hope he's a first ballot hall of famer. I can't see him not um, and what a great football player. I'd like to see him as an analyst. I think uh, he's got the charisma to uh, to make some good TV, maybe join the Manning brothers or something. It would be, be nice Ooh. to see him on TV. Oh, as well. how good would that be? Manning yeah. and Watts. Yeah. Can you imagine him on Dan Campbell's staff in Detroit, maybe as a coach? Ooh. Wow. Yeah, that's another yeah. one. Wow. All how right. awesome would that be? Oh, Safe to say the future is still bright for uh, for JJ. And, 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 and listen, it's it's if good if you're going out now with that legacy, yeah. Not uh, you know, he did something else and he tried to come back, didn't work out, go somewhere. Right. I think it's good to go out on this legacy. Yeah, yeah. and I agree with you, Jitha. I think there is a reason that he didn't announce that to the coaching staff. He did it on his own um, validity. And yeah. so that might say a little something behind the scenes of the coaching staff. Um, soon to be former coaching staff in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Now, Houston, do, do, do they play um, upset, uh, you know, upset maker role again this week against the Jags? They did it against Tennessee, and we've seen a flip in the AFC South. Uh, did they pull it off against the Jags? They played <laughs> pretty well much? against – these last two years, they played pretty well against Jacksonville. Um, there's not been any blowouts on one side of the other. Um, I won't go so far as to say they'll they'll upset them like they did Tennessee. I don't yeah. know that the stars align exactly 
And I really like Jacksonville's play calling and that head coach and what he's doing. But I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. All right. Now, before we go to the pick six segment, Yujita, one last question. There's Miami, New England uh, this uh, this week. Huge implications for that seventh seed. Uh, Tua, another concussion that Miami failed to pick up. They put him back on the field again. At this point, if you were, you know, Tua's family, friends, anybody that's around him, do you have that discussion about him calling it a career? I mean, this is like the third concussion in a I, year, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you're prone to this. And, and then it seems like your franchise or whoever doesn't really take the time to care about it. Then you have to wonder, yeah, is it time to hang up those boots? I mean, I feel really bad. There's a lot of bad stuff that's happened to Tua over the last couple of and years. He's a good quarterback. Uh, I mean, he's one of the one of those that has had his you know stocks Look, rising this this yeah. year. And and he and he, I mean, he talked a lot of bad stuff about him before the season started. And you know, yeah. look where he's taken Miami during the season. He's used Tyreek Hill really well, so he's done a got a lot of good stuff. But uh, and then Miami still has the chance to make the playoffs. So I don't know, uh, you know, where where do they go from here with him? But really? wouldn't this be typical Bill Belichick, right? Something somewhere happens. He plays a game. If they end up beating Miami, no, I, I have some, some way he makes it into the playoffs, right? Zero, zero confidence in that offense and that play calling system there at the moment. Completely. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, there, there's no communication. It's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. Not this year, Coach. I have a suspicion that you disagree. I disagree. <laughs> I, I love it when you're not on the same page. I, I, I just. First of all, I don't think Miami is very good without Tua. Yeah. Um, and even if you look at the fourth quarter where we've turned, as it turned out, he did have a concussion at the end of the third. That's at the moment he stopped throwing the ball well, yeah. picking receivers well. I think Ujitha pointed out in our quick chat um, planning for today, it was very obvious. He was a different person, not a Complete. different person. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Just a different, his viewpoint, what he's looking at. And he's done so well at one, two, three, one, two, throw, one, two, three, throw. Yeah. He just couldn't get it in the fourth quarter. So I wasn't, I was shocked, but I wasn't surprised after I read it and, and saw it. Um, in terms of Bill Belichick, man, there's just something about him being able to coach up at the right time, at the right place, at the right part of the season where he'll sneak into the playoffs. I don't know if they'll win a game yeah, or any yeah. for that matter. Um, We'll see. I think they'll beat Miami. I don't know how big. I don't know point spread. I don't know. Um, I just don't think the backup quarterback for Miami is very good. I like yeah. the guy, actually. But I just don't think he's there. And I think, can I say Mac Jones makes just enough Oof. to win the football game? Good Lord. No, you cannot. 24-22. 422 New England, the close game. Hold on, is this recording? Is this a recording? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I, think, I do. I think they sneak into the playoffs. I do. For those who I watch don't. Red Zone, I feel that we're last week and this week are the witching hour. That point in the game where win, oh. wins become losses, losses become wins. That's yes. that's the that's the point of the season where we're at, right? Where things are flipping around last minute. We've seen that in the in the AFC South, possibly in the NFC South this week as well. And uh, we're looking at it in Miami as well and uh, New England. Yeah, All right. I can't, I, listen, I, I can't disagree. Now, the good part is when we get to the witching hour, I hold hands with my wife. 
evidently you guys held hands at some point. He in the just happened to be around in the area. Know. Once a week. I wasn't there. <laughs> we've agreed right. we've agreed once a week no once a week what. once a week Eugita. i'll see you here on sunday all right uh let's move okay, on can to, we let's move on to my favorite <laughs> segment here the pick six segment favorite, favorite, segment, segment. favorite segment just this week welcome to the big time mo you guys know the rules Three games every week. We pick against the spread. We pick against the over-under. One point for each correct pick. Two points if you beat coach. And I would like to start by saying thank you, Aaron Rodgers. Thank you, Carolina. Thank you, coach, for picking Miami in the over and Detroit in the under. And thank you, Ujita, for going along with coach. I got a boat load of points. Eight and one for the week. I think this is the biggest... Whoa difference Frank, in, in league record differential that we've league had record. in in the pick six segment since we started it i went from being behind by four points 53 to 57 we and now i back, have back no cover the lead. front door yeah 61 Listen, I, i've got to say you're welcome feel free to pay, take that money and just slide it behind and i'll take it as you need 6158 uh, uh, coach, you you'll get your reward at the end if if uh, if things work out. So I'm having a double cheeseburger. That's all I can say because I'll all be right. There. Let's do it. All right, game number one. And coach, I, I was a bit surprised at the choice of games that you had this week. Uh, but let's go to game number just one. this week. San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers against the Las Vegas Raiders. What are the odds here? So I did my best to pick games that meant absolutely, absolutely nothing, nothing. <laughs> just to get your guys thinking outside playoffs. Um, the 49ers, hello, Sam, minus 10 and a half and over under 41 and a half. Get us started, Muhammad. Uh, I think this is where the trickery starts, right? So I'm not even looking at the game. I'm looking at the spread here, 10 and a half points. We all know that San Francisco are very likely to win the game, but I just see that 10 and a half as a little bit too much. Um, I'm going for 2016 San Francisco, a closer game. Maybe oh. it could go up to like a seven point difference by one touchdown. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, with the Raiders covering and the under. The Raiders not winning, but covering and the under. Yujita. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. It San Fran is not probably the best team in football right now in the second half of the season. And the Raiders, Josh McDaniels, that offense, I don't know what's happening there. So I'm, I'm actually going to go. They, they benched Card. Well, that, that's got something to do with a bit of money as well. Some yeah. guaranteed stuff if he gets injured. But eight straight wins. I don't see San Fran. They're trying to make seed two here as well. So I think they're going to go all the way 30 to 14. Oh. 30 to 14. Oh, yeah. All right. Still over. All right. Um, I, I find it interesting that not only have they benched Carr, Carr has left the building. Oh, yeah. They don't yeah. want him anywhere. Not they don't want him anywhere. There. Not even practicing. He's gone. He's like, wow. Wow. Okay. I don't want to be done. in distraction. Um, which I find interesting with the best, what I would call the best wide receiver in football. Um, yeah. What will that affect him? So because of that, I'll take the under. What I'm not sure about is that 10 and a half. It's kind of like that six and a half, seven, seven, seven and a half, that 10 point number, 10 and a half. I like um, the Raiders to cover that 10 and a half. Oh, no. I still think they'll lose. 
I think, you know, what, if they lose by nine, is that a blowout? So I think um, they'll lose the game, but they'll cover the ten and a half. And I think uh, it will be under because the offense is in their performance. I was making my picks on the assumption, coach, that you're going to go San Francisco. And I'm like kind of weighing things. If I you get it wrong, Yujita you... gets one point. Now you're giving him a Way double point cool. advantage. You so. know what happens when Thank you, you assume, Mohammed? When you assume. Yes. yes. And yes. when you don't slide that money on the back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to game number two. The Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. Coach. <laughs> what are the odds? Again, a game that means nothing for anyone other than there's no head coach or former head coach in Denver. Here we go again. The Chiefs are minus 12 and a half in this game with an over under 45. They're at Kansas City. Ujitha, get us started. Okay. Uh, listen, here, <laughs> well, Kansas City is going to win this game, though. Okay. But, but, it's what again one of those games, right? And even though the Chiefs are playing at some elite level, they tend to make these mistakes that brings teams back. I mean, they did it with Indy, if you remember. I think even with Denver last last time they played. Right. So I'm even though Denver is nothing to talk about, I'm still gonna have them cover this game at that. Two. Oh yeah, 27-16. I will keep have, it on the under. So, so you have Denver covering. I have Denver. Casey's going to win, but Denver's going to cover because wow. Mom's going to make some mistakes. He did, he made some mistakes last week as well. Yeah. Some, he didn't make passes, drop catches. Yeah, that's what's going to happen here. The psychological games. I mean, Give me Casey. Is... Take Casey, yo. No, see, this is the thing. Like, I even have it on my notes here. I can show you, right? There are two things that Coach has always told me, right? Don't bet double-digit odds. So that's 12 and a half. Hey, you've been right? coaching him, Damon. No, 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 no. This is like from, from years ago, right? And also, one thing that coach has mentioned on this podcast many times in the past is when a team has their head coach fired, they tend to bounce back the week after. So I'm not getting delusional here. KC are still going to win the game, but I have Denver covering as well on the notes. And I was I was kind of nervous about that, you know? So I have Denver covering and the under. Uh, coach, <laughs> he's cracking uh, so we up got because nothing. he got us overthinking everything. We right? got we got nothing to play for. We First of all, I for. love it that I've picked games to make you think, not just uh, go, oh, yes, this, or yo, oh, yes, No, this. but the funny thing is that we've researched nothing about the game, right? It's all about the mind games here. That's how yes. we're making our picks. You know? That's what's fabulous. <laughs> Especially um, the next one coming up. Yeah. Oh, the next one makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll give you one here. I think the Chiefs blow them out. I know – Coaches often or teams often bounce back and play well to prove that their worth has nothing to do with the coach getting fired because they might need a job next year um, or they might be free agents or whatever. But I think Kansas City plays well at home. It's going to be cold. It's going to be a little bit snowy. I think they blow Denver out completely okay. out, but I'd still like the under. So I think they'll cover the 12 and a half, but I like the under. I just can't see Denver scoring points. Um, I know. I just, I just can't do it. As much as I, I agree with Muhammad, never bet the double digits, and I would never, ever bet this game. Right. Never. Yeah. All right. So, last game. Last game. Arizona at Atlanta. Another inconsequential game. Completely unnecessary. <laughs> Coach, what are the All odds? right. So, we've got um, Arizona at Atlanta. The Falcons are minus 3.5, three and a half. 
the over under 42. Muhammad, take us home. All right. Um, I, I watched the Arizona game last week against Tampa Bay. That's, that's a very bad team, right? I think uh, uh, regardless whether Kyler Murray is, is, is playing or not, they it doesn't seem to make a difference. Uh, the worst defense in the NFL. Atlanta seemed to have a good game here or there. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, a very close game. 17 to 13 Atlanta. Atlanta barely covers by half a point. And uh, we get the under. Yujita. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go Arizona to cover. Did you say three and a half? Is, yes. Is it? Yeah. yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go 2017 with Atlanta winning the under, but Arizona to cover. All right. Wow, okay, both because of you are under. Com That's completely unnecessary game. Both are shit. Both yeah, all right, under. coach. <laughs> um, I like the under in this game. And again, I, I just like picking games to make you guys think, not – Oh, well, let me tell you what I know about this team. Yeah, well, we've got um, one more after this, so you get one more chance at uh, driving us crazy. Redemption. Look, yeah, I, yeah. I think I think it's under no matter what. I, I yeah. don't see either of these offenses being any good. Um, either of these quarterbacks, just like in um, the Raiders, the Atlanta quarterback, he got benched. He left the team and then said, oh, well, I'm having knee surgery. So I like the under in the game. The three and a half, again, it's that half a point over a field goal or that half a point over a touchdown. Right. I will go um, um, – I'll go Atlanta to cover. Ah, damn. Yeah, I, I, I just I, – I just, Arizona just got nothing. Eugenia, <sighs> you picked Arizona. You get a double pointed uh, possibility. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah all right. I'm yeah. the one who should be saying that. Thank you for pointing it out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll go Atlanta to cover just by maybe a half a point or one and a half points, but definitely the under with everybody. It's going to be right. a good week 18, man. That oh, was it. On the pick six, yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the week 18, yeah. The I next one is going to come down to it. Right? Good next week one. Yeah. <laughs> you better pick uh, some good good games then, coach. All right. Uh, let, let's wrap it up with the tiebreaker, which we obviously don't need. But Chicago at Detroit. Uh, do you see Detroit bouncing back after that uh, bad loss against uh, Carolina? Well, I'm not sure. The Lions are six and the over-under is 52. What? That seems like wow. a very high number. Um, listen, it, Chicago can run the football with their quarterback, with their running backs, with their offensive line. Now, part of me thinks that that was a wake-up call for Detroit on stopping the run. Um, so I like Detroit to cover this minus six. They're still trying to get in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but 52, I don't think there's any way together they score 52. So I think, personally, I like Detroit to cover, but an under. All right. Ujita? Uh, but actually, I think Fields is going to have some run going on. I mean, the Lions defense isn't great. Uh, and I think I actually think Chicago will cover. It's playing for pride in the division. So Chicago covers. Oh, well, you've either. got, you know, I mean, um, Carolina potentially ruined a very good story that everybody was following throughout the season in Detroit. But hey, we might have just started an even better story for. For Carolina themselves, right? Going Starts the with player. Carolina, ends with Carolina. Let's Drinking see. the Kool-Aid. Let's go. Yeah. Let's see. All <laughs> right. Uh, on that note, let's wrap, wrap this episode up. This has been another amazing episode of Sports Unhinged. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Yujita. Make sure you, you follow, you, subscribe, comment, and share. And we'll see you guys next week. Nicely done, team. See you guys. Yeah.